time to delve back into the Stasi Hat of Destiny. I've been looking forward to it. It's been a long time. It seems to be a reoccurring theme now that fan submissions are the way to go, just now yep. and again. Yep. People have things that they want to uh, find out about, and <clears throat> we are basically the talking version of Wikipedia, I think. We're the voice of the people. Um, a voice admittedly um, based in banality and obscurity, but a voice nonetheless. And with that said, it's time to delve back into the hat. Yep. That's some paper you've got in the hat there. Yep. It's papyrus. (laughs) It's actually blotting paper. See what it says. What would happen if fish really had fingers and would we still be able to eat them? Well, coming in on this one, I'd personally like to just say that um, I'm a big fan of seafood. Does so? Do fish fingers count as seafood? Yeah, te- yeah. I suppose technically they must come under the umbrella of seafood. If you ever walked into a fish restaurant and said, uh, "Excuse me, sir, do you sell fish fingers?" Are you likely to get them? I think you'll you'll get a probably um, a very condescending look from Rick Stein. <laughs> He look at you. I don't know what he talks like, so I won't bother doing an impression. I'll, I'll do an arbitrary Rick Stein impression. He's a fish. He's not a fisherman. He's a chef, but I'll give him a fisherman's <laughs> voice. Um, fisherman's voice. I think he talks something like, "Well, <laughs> we're doing my restaurant. I can fish fingers. Get out." It's how fishermen that, sound. That's like. what fishermen sound like these days. Not at all like George Clooney. Is Rick Stein technically a fisherman's friend? I suppose he must be. Yeah. Does that mean he burns your throat? Um, it depends how hot his food is, I suppose. Yes, I think if you went and asked Rick Stein for fish fingers, I think you get a condescending look and then the aforementioned sentence. But I think he'd have a very, not fish fingers as we know them, but posh fish fingers. Like, um, I don't know, North Atlantic cod in beer batter sort of thing. The sort of thing you might... Shaped like a finger. Yeah, shaped like an actual human finger with a real nail on the end from um, a wealthy landowner. Batter or breadcrumbs? In a posh restaurant, I'm going to plump... The, I'm willing to better be batter. Beer batter from the finest Cornish breweries. But, personally, when I think of a fish finger, I think of breadcrumbs. It depends what you define as a fish finger. Are you defining it as what, um, I don't know, Captain Birdseye tells us it is? Or are you extending it to any elongated fish-based product coated in either bread or um, batter? Mm, Birdseye. Okay, no then. So you think of batter? No, I don't think of batter, but I, in that case I don't think you get it in a restaurant. Oh, right. Um, but I would still eat them should fish fingers have actually... Should fish have fingers, I think we would cut them off and eat them. I would, because I love seafood. I've eaten octopus tentacles. Careful. Careful. You're eating octopus testicles? <laughs> it's, they're tasty. They're a bit salty, though. Is deep-fried calamari... Mm. Posh onion rings. No. <laughs> one is onion. One Is onion a vegetable? Of course an onion's a vegetable. Well, no, because it's this... I know you generally place it in the vegetable category. Yeah. But things like potato. Potato technically isn't a vegetable. It's a tuber. A tuber? Not, yeah, not like a... <laughs> is that what a tuber sounds like? A bit deeper, maybe. But anyway, it's not... <laughs> it's not... more like tuber, more like... Hanson. Umbop. Think of Harold Bishop. It's quite ironic that Harold actually played a tuba. 
He needn't have it there. He might as well talk or chunter. Technically, though, did he play the euphonium? What's the difference? It's not as big as a tuba. Right. I don't know what he played. But I know his band that he played with... What was the lad who played guitar? Carl Kennedy. No, no, no. He had the two lads who lived with him. The old man lived with two young boys in his house who were no relation to him, but he still took them in nonetheless. There was the dark-haired lad who played Aussie Rules Football and the other one, Tad? Oh, yeah, him. He? That guy. One of them played guitar and him and Harold had a band or a group and they played, I can't remember, oh, Tuba Electronica or something it was called. Do you remember it? Ledger it? (laughs) Straight on the ledger. Harold Bishop's Tuba Pop Crossover. But yeah, I don't mean tuba like um like an instrument, T-U-B-A. I mean like T-U-B-E-R. A bit like if it's, you know you have plants that either grow from seed or from bulb. Yeah. A tuba is similar to a bulb. It can't be a vegetable because it's actually part of the root of the plant. Yeah, because an onion is a bulb, isn't it? Yes. So an onion isn't a vegetable, I would say. Um, but I don't know the definition of a vegetable. It's loosely based in the vegetable world. If you had to say it was fruit or veg... It's definitely not fruit. You'd go in the veg. I think it's classified as root vegetable, but technically you're more accurate. Possibly correct. I'm assuming. I I don't know. No. Um, We'd best ask Rick Stein. What's a a tuna? A tuna? It's a bloke who comes around and makes sure your guitar is playing the right notes. What's a tuna? (laughs) It's a fish. Okay. So... Does a fish finger have to be made from cod, or can it be, or haddock? Your basic white fish. Right. Or can you, could you have like a tuna fish finger? Of course you could. Because if we're talking fish having literal fingers. Right. All fish would probably have that same basic finger structure. Yeah. Therefore, fish fingers could be from any kind of fish. Well, fish fingers could be from any kind of fish anyway, in theory. Although the popular um, idea is whitefish, the, the name fish finger only implies fish. You know crab sticks? Yeah, no actual crab-flavoured sticks. Sorry, crab-flavoured sticks. Slightly pigeonholed with reformed scampi. Yeah. Which are scampi that have been convicted, now they've reformed. Yeah. Or they've joined a band that they used to be in. I'm finding that there's an intrinsic link between seafood and music... <laughs> Tuba, that's a veg more than a fish. <laughs> but there's an intrinsic link between foodstuffs. Foodstuffs and music. Tuba, tuba, tuna, tuna. Um, <laughs> reformed, reformed. Um, that's it so far. I think we're going to uncover more. That suggests to me that possibly the ultimate form of music is the sea shanty. Oh, related, I suppose. I don't know enough sea shanties. I'm going to ledger that because I want to know more about what makes a sea shanty. What's a sea ashanty? Is that um, like an R&B whale? An R&B whale? So not Moby Dick, because that would be the white whale. <laughs> so that would be more of a Christina Aguilera, wouldn't it? Well, that Moby Dick would be more like of a dance whale, wouldn't it? Why is that? Moby. Moby, yeah, true. How many more pop sea puns can we make? I'm willing to bet there's going to be at least four more by the end of this podcast. Okay. I'm not saying we've got to do them now. We've got two. We've got two already. And yeah, we've got two. Oh, we've got two. Okay. <laughs> we've got more than two. Right. How, how many have we got? Moby, Ashanti. Moby, Ashanti. Um, do we count tuna, tuna? 
<laughs> and Tuba Tuba. <laughs> oh, no, because that's not to do with the sea. They're not, they're not act. Okay, so it's got to be an act. Yeah. To get back on track, though, yes, I think any any fish could have fingers. If any fish could have fingers, a fish finger could come from any fish's finger. That's far too close for how much wood would a wood chuck chuck for me. How many fingers would a fish have? How many would they need? I think eight to form a proper packet of fish fingers. Yeah. So four, then, on each hand. Would, would it have hands? Can you have fingers without hands? Do fingers, by definition, have to come from a hand? They're actually technically part of the hand. Because if you've got a hand without fingers, you've just got a palm, haven't you? Yeah. We need to know what the definition of a finger is. Or a definition of a hand. Could it grow fingers out of its gills, and would they actually be then tentacles? Well, I suppose an octopus is a fish with fingers, isn't it? Because it hasn't got a hand, but it's got what are finger-like things. Going back to my question then, deep-fried calamari, you said claim, no, it's not posh onion rings. Yeah. Is that because... It's a posh fish finger. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. But I don't know what... Uh, calamari squid, isn't it? And my understanding of what it is, is that it's like the tentacle bits um, deep-fried. Yeah. And to me, it's like eating an elastic band. I don't like it, but I like the actual meat of a squid. Well, I'm the other way around. I find the meat of a squid quite tough, but deep-fried calamari, like posh fish fingers. <laughs> it's an upside-down crazy world. If two fish got married... Yeah. ...and on the wedding date they had to give each other a ring... Yeah. ...would it be calamari? I hope so. Um, or is that I'm... just sick? Is that like... <laughs> Is that... That's like that could be the uncles. That's like possibly me getting married and giving my bride um a given her uncle's ankle bone. Uncle's too closely related, I think. Given. Okay. Yeah, right, given. Then. Something from the same pool of genes. <laughs> Gibbons don't live in pools, don't they? No, they live in trees. What about sea monkeys? The sea monkeys. Now they're a believer. The sea sea monkeys. That's one down. I love it. <laughs> Technically, you just added another word to it. <laughs> so you could say the no. sea beetles. No, because sea monkeys is an actual thing. It's quite. You can imagine sea monkeys is what they are, and sea monkeys, the monkeys, just on a boat in the mid-Atlantic. Why? Or, the Atlantic's or, the only sea I know. Or you could see monkeys. Yeah. If you went to the gig. True. Didn't they actually not sing or play the instruments? Can't remember. I know they didn't play any instruments, but I think they may have sung. But I'm not sure. One of them was English. Davy Jones. Locker. I there think you one go. of them was called Davy Jones. Hey. It's all coming back. That's what my mum says about the 50s. <laughs> Every week. Every week, at least something is. It's all coming back. Mainly due to Leanne Rhymes. For some reason, she identifies Leanne Rhymes' type of music with the 50s. Oh, right. I think you'd find Leanne Rhymes in a crop top was unacceptable in the 50s. I think Calvin Harris has got a new tune. Isn't a new single, making your wife stay at home, treating people from other countries with utter disregard, acceptable in the 50s? Putting chip fat on your hair. Was it chip fat? Brill cream? Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. But Leanne Rhymes' new single is, um, the whole video is set in sort of a 50s-style women's prison. Is it kind of like a work experience project? No, it's not like they've got a real 50s-style prison and she's just gone there for a week. Oh, right. The video has been created around that. It looks a bit like um, an American prison cell block age. How would that be? 
Is it like Prison Break, Break Series 4? What series are they on with Prison Break? Oh, I don't know. Three, isn't it? Is it? I think so. I've never seen it. I've not watched it. I'm kind of assuming that it will end when they break out of prison. You'd be wrong. Why? First series. Oh, hang on. You might give something away for A, me, and B. Who's Amy? A, A, brackets, me. Right. B, brackets, the listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to bet that most people are at least aware of uh, the plight of Michael Schofield. Boy, I didn't even know his name. I think, yeah. Who's that guy? I think he's the main character. He's in, Philip's brother. I think he's the main character in Prison Break. Philip Schofield breaks out of Wormwood Scrubs. Ah, now everyone, there's been a lot of advertising for the new series of Prison Break. Has there? Yes, there has. Obviously, not that much. <laughs> not enough. But the tagline for it has been "New Prison, New Break." Uh, so what does that imply to you? That they've already broken out of the old one? Exactly. So I don't think I'm giving too much away. If I say the first series was in the prison and then trying to break out of it. Yeah. The second series, they've already broken out of prison and it's just running around the countryside, I think, uh, trying to escape the force. So already it's, it's mistitled. Boring. The third series, oh, okay, they've, they've got out of prison. They've got out of the country they wanted in. But put them in another prison? That's exactly what's happened. They've been put in prison in the new country they've escaped to. Bad idea. How can any one man have such bad luck? I think it's Panama they're in now. You've obviously never met Jack Bauer. No. He's have had you? A, he's had no. But he's had an awful lot of bad luck. But he works in counter terrorism unit. Yeah. So you know, you're gonna have you're gonna come up against these it's also almost an occupational hazard that you're gonna have to deal with terrorists. On an almost daily basis. Oh, so it's not that far-fetched, really. You haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen <laughs> it. You're quite right, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it, it's far-fetched. Really? Yeah. Increasingly so as the series goes on. Uh, yeah, I think we've covered this one. I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah. Let's cut that one right off now. No more 24. You don't have to ledger that. It's not so much a ledger as a reminder to myself. Okay. Should we delve back into the hat? Yeah, let's go right back into it. You, we've covered... Should we just round off that then? Oh, sorry. What would happen if fish really had fingers? Would we still eat them? Yes, assuming we know the correct definition of what a finger is, and it was delicious. I would discard the knuckles. Yeah. Let's go in there. I noticed you had some paper earlier. That's some paper in a hat you got there. Ah, paper cuts. Oh, no. Does a group ever really have enough greatest hits to warrant a greatest hits album? Well, I've got the ball rolling on the fish topic. Okay. I know for a fact that there is a Motorhead greatest hits album. Right. Mm, I only know one song. The thing is, though, it depends what you mean by greatest hits. Motorhead, I'm sure, have got something of a following. Yeah. No matter how unknown in general their best songs are, their most known... X amount of song are their greatest hits. Right. Does most known mean best, though, or greatest? Uh, that's what you... What is it? Is it a greatest hits? Which, to me, greatest hit... A hit is one that does well. So a greatest hit are the ones that have done most well in terms of sales. Not necessarily the best of. I think there's four different categories. Allow me to elaborate. I shall. It's the greatest hits. Yeah. There's simply the hit... 
There's singles collections. Yep. And there's a missed one. Best of. Best of. Yeah. So the best of is always going to be subjective. You could pick any bit from your back catalogue of music and claim that you feel it is the best of your work. I would suggest that Oasis's Stop the Clocks is a best of because it's not all singles. Right. I would say that Phil Collins' hits is a bag wank. <laughs> right. <laughs> Carry on. I want to see what your other examples are. I would suggest that Motorhead's greatest hit is accurately titled. <laughs> right. And uh, the Pet Shop Boys singles collection... Discography. ...is now out of date. That's all, Yes. Have you just been looking through my CD collection <laughs> to come up with your examples? Yeah. Because I generally do, but I'm the best of king. You, you do like to buy best of. But, this, I mean, there's good value in buying best of. Exactly. I would argue that Poison, you don't need all of their albums. You need the best of, and you need Flesh and Blood, and that's pretty much it. How many best ofs have Def Leppard had? Two. Um, Vault, which is, I think it's a best of, and the recently released, I think the last one was called The Greatest Hits, though, so really they only had one best of. I don't like it when people cash in by doing multiple collections. So you could have, like, one artist could have a best of, and the greatest hits, and a singles collection of love songs, for example. You're getting back to Phil Collins, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going there. Yeah. Tell me your fascinating Phil Collins fact about Genesis. About Genesis? Okay, this is slightly... For those of you who got bored of the Eurovision tough, Yarn Tigan, the first person under the current voting system of Eurovision Song Contest to get Null Poir, in his early career... He was gigging around Norway with his band. Genesis were playing, and in the bar after the, a show, they told him that Peter Gabriel was leaving and asked him if he would like to be the new lead singer of Genesis. And he declined? And he declined because he had commitments with his mates who he was in the band with at the time. And I suppose at the time, things were going fairly well for him in the home country. Genesis, I don't know how big they were at that time, so it could have just been that... He thought, I'm, I'm doing all right for the time being. So Phil Collins' career, we've got that guy to be grateful for. Pretty much, yeah. Just think, if he'd have said yes, we may never have had two hearts. We may never have had... You're no son of mine. <laughs> never had Dancing to the Light. The Dancing to the Light, that's a funny one. It makes a lot of people laugh, but for the wrong reasons. I quite like it. We never had the theme tune to Tarzan. What is that? What's that one called? Uh, Tarzan. Whoa. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. If only. <laughs> Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. I found a remix of that on my on some old CD a couple of weeks ago, but it didn't work on my laptop. I was going to make it my ringtone on my phone. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but it wouldn't. But the CD wouldn't play. But I might I, get the uh, remix of Moonlight Shadow on mine. That was fantastic. To bring it directly back to the question, do they ever have enough greatest hits to warrant a greatest hits album? No, because with every greatest hits release, there's always the new single on the greatest hits or previously unreleased tracks. If they had enough, why are they filling it with new material that may or may not be a greatest hit? Good point. But do they do that on greatest hits albums or do they just do that on hits? Therefore, they're just making an assumption 
that people will buy that album, therefore making the additional tracks hits in their own right? I'm pretty sure that I've got albums that are called Greatest Hits have got new material on. Um, I think one is probably Europe Greatest Hits. And now that's a funny one because initially Europe's Greatest Hits was called 82 to 92. And then in 2000, the remix of the final countdown was brought out and they altered it to 82 to 2000. Cheeky. You've tagged on an extra eight years of a career because hey. someone else has remixed a song after eight years of releasing nothing. Hang on a second. They've only ever done two songs. One is The Final Countdown, and yeah. the other is the remix of The Final Countdown. No, you're quite incorrect. They've had at least 18 songs. At least? At least. And they're still releasing music. In Europe? I'm not president of the Europe fan club or anything. It sounds that way. You're certainly not pro-Europe, I know that. It depends what you mean by <laughs> Europe. I mean, oh, Let's not stray into one. political views here. Um, I would say no. A group never has enough material to warrant a greatest hits, And it's getting increasingly poor because you've got people like... Natalie Girls Allowed. Natalie in Allowed and Girls in Brulia. <laughs> Girls Creme Brulia. If they're their only hits, they technically are their greatest hits because yeah. they haven't done any others. It's not so much that the person... If the career is pretty much at an end, fair enough, release a greatest hits. Because I think we're not letting a big secret out of the bag when we say we think Natalie and Brulia's vocal career is probably going nowhere. It's been stop-start from, from start to greatest hits. It's been recycled since dawn, basically. Yeah. Since dawn, they've been, it's been a downward spiral. There's been peaks, but never as high as the previous peak. No. Especially with that one that was the, what the song actually talks really fast. That day, that day, I was up there, but I was down here and I was around the corner, but I was coming to a lamppost. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a weird one. She's had a new single out lately. Don't think it's done very well. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. She can release a greatest hits because her career is pretty much... It's almost like she's putting it to bed. She's moving on to clothes and other areas, and she's putting a, a bookend at the end of her musical career. I think if you asked her, though, she'd disagree because... And the, I'd tell her I was right. <laughs> the claim is that she's doing this to keep the fans going until her next album comes out. Now, you and I know that's a lie. <laughs> there are no fans. There's people who like Torn, and that's it. And I only like Torn for the guitar solo made entirely of two notes. <laughs> <laughs> Which was later used by James in one of their songs, She's a Star. That came first. Did it? Uh, now, now there's no reason to like Natalie and Brulia. Uh, Apart from the breasts. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, another note. Do, do. do it again. Do, do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm just straight into film theme. Oh, well, yeah. If, I, if I've just said, for a reason, I think it's acceptable. But it's when the artist has done two albums, like Girls Aloud. Their career is showing no signs of flagging at the moment. They haven't done a particular big change in style. So what is the purpose of a greatest hits other than to milk the cash cow? Yeah, let's milk Girls Aloud. 